0: Welcome to the Get Offset Podcast. I'm Emily.
1: And I'm Andrew.
0: And that's that's the gang. My cat's not here. Your cat's not here.
1: Let's get down to business. <laughs> Unless we wanted to make this a cat podcast.
0: Man... I, you you talking about having to let your cat out of the room was was really funny to me because last weekend I was recording some some videos for Eastwood guitars and mm-hmm. if if we didn't have the cat in the room she'd be standing outside just yowling at it like audibly and if we had her in the room and uh she gosh she was just all over me it was really funny um I got a great video still of her peeking out from behind the the eastwood guitar tender guitar headstock and uh it's just such a perfect picture it makes my heart so happy
1: nice yeah i think i saw that photo yeah yeah really
0: not, yeah not, nothing nothing too exciting with those videos it's not like i'm recording a demo for an unreleased product or anything right so i felt like i could share it openly on the internet
1: because sharing unreleased product photos is really uncool. I
0: I agree. So, um just a little bit of context. Uh recently someone I in the Gear Talk Praise and Worship group uh posted uh the new the new Chase Bliss pedal allegedly before it got officially released. Allegedly. Allegedly is that what I meant to say? Yes,
1: Yeah, I mean, it, the photo didn't look photoshopped. I'm pretty sure that's exactly what it was. I'm kind of bummed because I know Joel puts a whole lot of work into his product releases. I mean, for crying out loud, the, the video for the third May release was just, I had to be crying from laughter. I just really <laughs> wanted to be surprised by yeah. Joel not by someone just ruining it for everyone.
0: Yeah. And I mean, it's one thing to say, like, I know what it is. I saw this picture message me and I still think that's uncool, but you don't give anybody the opportunity to, to experience the excitement of, of a release the way that they want to, or in the way that the brand wants them to like, Mm -hmm. like brands have these, these launches for a reason. And once they, they put a lot of planning into them especially companies that don't release pedals all the time and don't have dozens and dozens if not hundreds of releases it's a big deal for them
1: right i mean chase bliss is well known but they're not necessarily a giant shop
0: they're not at all and i i feel like there's a couple things with that is that i feel like since they're just such a well-respected brand that people think that they must be a bigger brand. I think that there's that feeling that happens. Um, I've read this book called Love is a Mixtape. I think it was Love is a Mixtape, but um, the guy talked about how Pavement was his favorite band, and he went to see Pavement so many times and loved them. And he he saw one of the members in a bar one night, and he goes up to him, and he's talking and having a good time. And... um, the guy said to the member of pavement something about like, "Oh man, you guys must have made so much money when you were having these, you know, college rock hit singles." And the guy shrugs and says, "I mean, I I got enough money to buy a house." And it hit him that he's not rich just because you know who he is and you love his brand. It doesn't mean that they are, um, you know, high rollers. And so right. I think it's really important for these brands to, to invest a lot of time in a product and then invested a lot of time in, in planning um, a, a synchronized, coordinated announcement, as they were obviously doing. So to take that away from them is to take away a lot of impact. I mean, I, I don't think it will hurt their sales too much, but...
1: Um, Well, right. It's not like anyone's going to look at that and be like, oh, well, you know, I wasn't, you know, I'm not going to buy it now.
0: No, I don't think so. It, I don't know. It just takes away from the excitement and just, it's hard to overestimate the value of those kinds of coordinated pushes where everybody sees it at the same time, whether or not you're in gear talk praise and worship whether you're not you're in this group or that group because all of the groups are going to be talking about it that's i mean i think that as a brand they've earned the 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 I i think of it as a right to you know have that kind of um that kind of reaction to their products
1: oh yeah absolutely yeah
0: but i mean i'm also the kind of person who I don't listen to leaked albums, and I don't listen to. Gosh, I I so value the amount of time um, the artists I like put into creating albums that I don't even like to listen to uh, the songs released early. I kind of want to hear it all at once.
1: Oh yeah, well I, I personally don't like listening to singles and whatnot. Just wait for it to all come out and just sit down just brace yourself start track one don't shuffle it just play it front to end and that's it
0: yeah and i think for me that's yeah and for me it's just like it's almost like that teenage feeling of you know having enough free time to just listen to albums in full and you know that the excitement you felt when it got released and you'd drive down to best buy and you'd come home and you'd put it in your cd player because your car didn't have a cd player and you just sit there with a the lyric book and almost study it. That was that ritual for me. It was so important. So, I mean, I, I feel like I take that that kind of um, mindset about uh, a, a lot of things that I kind of fangirl about and, and and
1: consume. I mean, yes, there's also that. But then, all right. So here's here's yeah. where I start giving in to my dirty confessions. Now that I've been on the on my high horse, is uh Everyone knows at this point in the show that I am a huge fan of Earthquaker devices and everything that Jamie does. Um is is everything that Jamie does is gold. It it's not conventional gold. It's still it's it's like gold with its own little twist. It's
0: akapuku gold.
1: <laughs> it's gold nonetheless. And uh, so I get really excited for uh, when they release something new. Mm-hmm. And I had a realization a few months ago that, oh, shoot, wait a minute. All of their copyrights uh, or their trademarks are a public record.
0: Because they filed them. So it doesn't
1: matter if they've – right, they have (laughs) to file them in advance. And I'm like, okay, well, I could just start snooping around. And so I I did that for a number of companies. And so when the, the Earthquaker Devices Aqueduct came out, uh, I was through a couple of videos that they dropped I was like, okay well it's gonna be one of a couple of names that they've that they've registered and based on what I'm hearing it sounds like this name is most appropriate so I'm gonna get and it turned out I was absolutely right it was the aqueduct um yeah and on i I was like i was this is honestly I kind of felt about it I was like I was really excited about it like I felt really proud of myself for figuring this out. Because I, I do that sometimes Like that little uh, That boyish mischievous Kind of like, ooh, ha, ha ha I did it And I got away with it <laughs> And and then I made the mistake Of taking it a step further And I, I posted a comment saying I don't suppose this is the aqueduct And I go back to check my Instagram later And it had been deleted And I was like, oh, well, why would they delete it? And I started thinking about it, I'm like, oh no, i have really upset Jamie Stillman What have <laughs> I done with my life?
0: No. I, I mean, it's one thing if you guess it because of public record. I mean, people guess things right all the time. Someone correctly guessed why Hodor was Hodor on Game of Thrones, and I think it was like you can't get mad at
1: that. Well, right, but I think there's the difference between like guessing and like snooping and trying to ruin the surprise. And I think for sure where I crossed the line is where I started commenting and trying to like get confirmation that I was right ahead of time uh, because yeah. that's all public and everybody else in the comments is looking at that. And um, when they finally announced that the day of, I saw a comment on their Facebook page that said something along the lines of uh, "I this, this would have been, this would have been so much cooler if people hadn't ruined it by snooping through the, the copyright registration and posting what they found on the comment thread. Right oh here. no. And I just saw that I'm like, well, Okay, yeah, you you're absolutely 100% right and that was sort of a not cool thing for me to do. And of course, obviously I'm not the only, I'm not the only yeah. one who did that. But
0: But all you did was guess the name.
1: Well, right, but yeah. I, I that's in retrospect. I mean, there's there's things that I know not, but that I now know about companies. I'm just not going to I'll keep it to myself.
0: That's fair. I get that, but there's also that idea, and you know, I said I don't listen to leaked albums, but when leaking was a big thing that happened, honestly, labels would get freaked out if nobody, if nobody leaked an upcoming release because it would mean that nobody cared.
1: Nobody cared. Yeah,
0: so it's such just it's like this 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 thing where. Okay, well, you don't want people to leak the album because you want them to buy the album. And if they're leaking it, are they going to buy it? And you can kind of go 50 50 on that. And then, but definitely, like, if no one leaks it, is it because no one's excited and then no one's going to buy it anyway? I mean, as an adult, I don't listen to leaked records. As a teenager, I might have downloaded one or two. I definitely downloaded um when fiona apple was doing extraordinary machine and that whole thing got shelved as soon as i found that online i downloaded it because i didn't know if i was ever going to be able to buy it and then you know i did buy it when it finally came out but um yeah i mean i that's kind of on one hand people are so excited about chase bliss as a company and their pedals that
1: as they should yeah as
0: they should be and um on the other hand someone's ruining the surprise for everybody so i mean keep that just don't ruin the surprise for other people
1: right well it's not just a surprise for everybody i mean joel has put so much work into that and just i can't imagine how bummed out he must be right now thinking like wow like there's a bunch of people who like already know and i didn't even get a chance to tell them or like kind of do it with like break the news with my own flair and his personality twist. Yeah.
0: Well, I don't think we, when we visited Rick Matthews, I don't think we asked him about this, but it's my understanding that he announced the astronomer V2 a little bit early because uh, retailers accidentally started putting it on their website, which happens.
1: Right. it's not a good look. And accidents do happen, obviously, like they should be avoided when possible.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, well, the the problem with websites, you know, is that if you want to announce it at 9 a.m. on Tuesday, it it's not like you're putting it into the website at 8.55 a.m. on Tuesday. Yeah, no, you do it days or weeks ahead of time because schedule it. It should be foolproof, but sometimes that doesn't happen right. And then another thing that sometimes happens um, the other year, Bumbershoot's whole lineup got announced early, got leaked because um, someone was just doing a web search of all of the image files and someone had uploaded that year's poster, named something like this year's poster and someone saw that, clicked on it, was like, this, this is it. it.
1: Let's download it. Let's post this. Let's put it on blast. <laughs> and then everyone saw that Bad Babby was Bad Baby. I don't even know how to pronounce that. It's Bad that. Baby. Me outside, girl. Bad baby, really. yeah, bad baby. We saw that bad baby on there, and just was like, "Nope, we don't care anymore." People
0: were excited about the lineup. I mean, I—I I mean, I wasn't, but people were. Like, they sold some tickets year. Like
1: I, oh, of course they sold tickets. Like, and I get it. Like, Lil Wayne is a performer, <sighs> and that's his element. But not for everybody.
0: Mm, yeah, I mean, Lil Wayne doesn't sell as many tickets. I think as festival promoters sometimes think he does but i i mean the only re- the only way i think that really would have hurt um a festival as large as Bumbershoot shoot is if it was if they were selling pre-sale tickets at a lower price just to get people already buying and then you announce the lineup later at temper festival that's what we do we have a certain number of early bird tickets that are the best price they're ever going to be and then we announce the lineup and thing about the timbers is that you know the, the lineup's important. It's obviously the heart of the festival, but people go to those events for the experience. I think m- at least as much as the lineup. My cat just bit me. I'm sorry. You don't agree? Sad. She doesn't agree.
1: She doesn't agree. She's like it's all about the cat treats. I don't <laughs> care about the experience. It's all about the cat treats.
0: It's like no, I wanted to see Bad Baby.
1: Um, just anything related to Bad Baby and oh, the, the, yeah. the ensuing success. Like on one hand, capitalism, but on the other hand, like human beings. And on the other hand, uh. she's a
0: minor, and who are these people who are... Gosh, that just never ends well.
1: It, except in this case, it just also didn't start well. It
0: started with an episode of Dr. Phil.
1: And that's how you know you're going to go places in life. Apparently.
0: Oh yeah, when you're... When you're the bad guy on a Dr. Phil episode, but, um, yeah. So, (laughs) oh man, I'm broker than I intended on this month because, you know, every time I get an email from about the quiet theory, prelude, um, pedal, I click on it and they're sold out. And the other day I clicked on that link and they weren't sold out. Did you do it? And so
1: I did. (laughs)
0: i did i'm so excited because obviously i need more delay pedals four or five isn't enough naturally i only have
1: two i really need to remedy that i did have three but then i i sold one because of its brand affiliation
0: Mm, yeah i have the um Bread to man which is the stutter delay i have the avalanche run which is the best Delay pedal, I think, on the do market. You have the V one or the V two? I have the. I have the. I have the okay. V one. The V two wouldn't fit on my board. Sad. It's just I, I'm just I'm working with millimeters right. here. Um, and then I have the Ernie Ball Ambient Delay, the expression pedal one, which I was so excited for and just haven't really been able to bond with. Yeah, I didn't
1: like I um that one pr- particular. The just didn't do it for me.
0: Yeah. I I what I like about the avalanche run is that you can control the number of you can control whatever the expression pedal controls right. like it doesn't have to be like I have it set to control repeats versus you know or you could do uh, speed rate all kinds of and I think that's just so cool I just got the Tomcat Daydreamer too which is also a lot of fun I wasn't kidding I have so many so what delay you need to pedals do is you need to
1: plug them all in at once and just see how it sounds like one cascading into the other
0: don't think i
1: won't no i think you will
0: i definitely will i wonder if any of them have effects loops i have um a a reverb pedal that has a built-in effects loop and i keep meaning to to play with that because it looks like a lot of fun
1: that is a lot of fun i've 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 demoed pedals with effects loops within them at guitar center and just throwing some crazy stuff in just to see what happens. That's so when I was working there. I just like customers to be like, so what you, I'm not really interested in buying anything. I just kind of want to hear something new. Like, what do you got for me? I'm like, do you trust me? And they're like, I mean, I don't know you, but sure. And then I would just, I would throw some crazy stuff in there. My oh,
0: favorite. yeah. I mean, that's what they wanted. That's what that's they, asked they asked for.
1: for. Uh, I think my favorite's got to be like throwing like a sequencer or something into the effects loop of a delay.
0: Ooh. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That sounds really cool.
1: Or a bit crusher in the, any effects loop.
0: I mean, I feel like a lot of time I go to a guitar store, I really do just want to see what's new and mostly what's weird. Oh, absolutely.
1: But yeah. nothing that's unreleased.
0: I mean... Nothing that's unreleased, no cool unreleased toys. One one thing that kind of irked me about the guy who leaked the Chase Bliss pedal um, in Jatipua was I I kind of called him out on it, and one guy responded and basically said, "Oh, I guess you haven't been on the internet before." Just be.
1: The internet's fair.
0: Yeah, the internet's fair. Like, it doesn't make it right. Like, like it, it it doesn't. It doesn't make something just that it's not explicitly illegal doesn't mean it's not a rude thing to do. The internet
1: also does have explicitly illegal things on it as well. So it's not like there is some sort of moral high ground to be had. Like, well, it's it's online. It's like that's the that's the equivalent of saying, well, it's online, therefore it must be true. I am like, no, that's from Breitbart, honey. I don't know what to tell you. That's just that's just racist.
0: Yeah, I mean, and I could buy illegal diet pills on the internet. It doesn't mean I should.
1: Um, speaking of which, you need to remind me of where you, where I should get those from. <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> we'll do that offline. offline.
1: All right, I just need one tapeworm. Just, need just one the tapeworm. One take us low. How about
0: a cup? Just oh, just get some fentermine That's basically speed.
1: Um, I could do that, or I could not.
0: I think it's, that sounds less uh life threatening than the tapeworm. Actually, you know what? That sounds more life threatening than the tapeworm. Just go with the tapeworm. Tapeworms
1: are less addictive.
0: <laughs> They're less likely to make your heart stop because you took too many.
1: Well, that's not necessarily true because I hear if you take anyways.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh you've obviously studied this more than I have. But yeah, there's so much illegal stuff on the internet. Uh, I mean for um, crying out Yeah. There's things you can do, yeah. So I mean, we were talking about leaked albums and piracy before, and you know everyone talks about um piracy like peer to peer these networks where people used to share music with strangers. But really the I think the bigger issue for a lot of um, for a lot of labels they realized was the idea of borrow to burn. Where some one person buys the CD and then they make copies for ten to twenty of their friends. Yep,
1: everybody pitches in a dollar or whatever, and now you all have the new Taylor Swift album, um, which Aww. I definitely was not a part of when I was in eighteen years old at all. Yeah, that wasn't.
0: I mean, I yeah, I mean, I can say I almost never illegally downloaded music, but I burned a ton of cds
1: oh yeah i've i've definitely still got stuff in my itunes that i should probably actually just flat out purchase someday
0: (laughs) maybe maybe i have a lot of stuff in my itunes that i have tried to purchase and then couldn't find because that band never made it to that point
1: well that's a little well that you know why they didn't make it to that point is because you didn't buy the album in the first place they couldn't afford to get there
0: oh no (laughs) you're right (laughs) people like you <laughs> oh no i ruined them i ruined the patty Hirsch shifter that was me single-handedly
1: it had nothing to do with the quality of the music they're putting out but
0: ah, oh, you know i just loved archive.org it was mostly live music but sometimes it was patty Hearst shifter
1: so sort of steering this in a direction that's a little bit more pertinent to the guitar gear world is uh the advent of digital effects has brought with us uh a new form of piracy if you will And that is, uh, pirating presets or impulse responses or any, um, just all kinds of digital stuff. And it's like, well, okay, well, it's just a program. And like, once it's been made, it's been made. It's, it's a little bit different than like stealing a pedal because every pedal requires uh, a certain level of work into it to build it.
0: Well, it's, and I'm curious about what you would think about, um, that compared to like finding the schematic for, a for a pedal online than making your own. At least you're working.
1: And at least it's not got someone else's brand name on it or um and and as the as the lawyers have put it nicely, the uh schematics can't be copyrighted or they can't be intellectual property, which we'll get into that in a completely different episode because that's just a that is a can of worms and a gold mine all at once of material. But mm-hmm. just with the digital stuff. Um, so the idea is, if I've got a Strymon Big Sky, for instance, let, and this is let's we'll start with the Strymon stuff because they've been out for Strymon released the Big Sky, I think, what 2013. Oh, I don't know. Golly, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to look this up. I'll look it up later. I could be totally wrong, but it's been out long enough to where this has been a thing where someone someone goes out of their way to create a preset for it. Um, and yes, all the parameters are technically open to everyone, but if someone hears this preset says, "I really like how that sounds, and they're selling it oh, it's like five dollars it's on my website. go uh, check it out and just shoot me the five bucks. I'd really appreciate it because the person that created the preset has put a lot of time and money into it, uh not necessarily time and money, just time is money, and that
0: time is money time yeah. is money
1: uh fine tuning it and using their expertise and their musical knowledge to to fine tune that and I think that's worth some money. and But what I've seen a lot of people do, um, even in the church circles, is like, hey man, if you ever get a Big Sky, I can share these presets with you. If you ever get a Helix, I've got all of these amp sims and these IRs for you. Um, just like, I'll, uh, I'll mail you a flash drive or whatever, if that's even, or I'll email them to you or wh- however it's shared. I honestly don't know what the, the modem of sharing is for that.
0: So, so people make these and then they like kind of like a website plugin, just sell them. Yeah,
1: exactly. Just like plugins. And so it's, it's if for anyone who's a producer, it's the same kind of deal with like ripping VST plugins can be done mm. very easily, but there is a company that put time and um, money and man hours into creating these plugins. And just cause you can rip them doesn't mean you should.
0: People have this feeling that uh, things that aren't tangible isn't it can't be theft right and that's a very that's i mean that's the same as it is for music i mean you would never steal a cd out of a store but you would happily do like steal it in other ways it's just if if it's not you ripping it like ripping the candy out of the baby's hand it doesn't count
1: right i mean and i think the point is just because something isn't physical doesn't mean it's not worth something Hence, hence the reason why they're selling it in the first place and making money at it. And I think the thing that strikes me is even in the church circles, it's it's kind of – I've seen a lot of people talk about it like it's totally normal. And I just have to step back and say, you know what? I don't think that even if it is normal, it should be normal.
0: No, it's still theft. Yeah, I mean – Normalized theft is still theft. And gosh, I mean I could go off about it for, for a while. And I feel like maybe you and I have talked about it, but like – the Christian music industry is bad in very similar ways. People want things for free. Yeah, they want your work for free. They want you to give them more of your cut of the song or whatever, and they want you to, you know, not get paid a standard rate. And they just they want they want it for free. Well, right, because it's service.
1: Service. It's I mean everything revolves around money to a certain extent, regardless of Christian or secular. If we're being completely honest here, um, to what degree? They, up for debate and it really depends on what circles circles you run with i've also met some guys as in in the church circles that would completely without any questions agree with me about how i feel about um sharing presets and whatnot
0: Mm -hmm. yeah it's just those intangibles it's still someone's intellectual property
1: right and one like
0: and uh, it's weird weird how that might be more someone's like intellectual property than um a pedalboard circuit right i wonder how the laws compare on that
1: I I think that's actually easier to argue in court that that's your intellectual property. Um, granted, if it's like if it, and and that that might be a little bit more nuanced if it's like your property, but it's built on another company's platform of like the of the the Strymon um, program for editing that they've built. I mean, so I'm not sure how. I
0: mean, I I don't know. You have to look at the terms of service on that.
1: But I mean, bottom line stands, I mean, here, the things that I here's things that I have heard from folks. Um, I'm not going to name names, but these are things that I've heard people actually say is like, um, well, I paid for it. I feel like I now have the right to share with whoever I want to. Uh, I'm going to contest that and say, no, you've paid for it for yourself to use, not for everyone you know and their cousin to use. Um,
0: I mean, but is it, I mean, laws have also shown that, and obviously neither of us are lawyers, but that like, once you buy a CD, you can do what you want with it. You can even resell it. It used to be like, um, back when Sam Goody started that this guy, well, you, I don't know who here even is old enough to remember the Sam Goody record stores, but, uh, what that guy, he, Sam Goody was a person and he would go to, um, bars and any place that had a jukebox He'd say, Can I buy those old 45s off of you that you're not using anymore? And they'd be like, Yeah, sure. And then he'd resell them. And the labels tried to make that illegal. They sued him. And because, you know, why would somebody go and buy out Peggy Sue's new song, like old song, if new when you can buy it half price used? And the courts found in Sam's favor that once you buy something, it's yours and you can do what you want with it, even if you sell it. But there are just so many restrictions on that. I mean, you like there are now laws against ticket scalping, even though you bought it, should you be able to resell it right. for more? And I think that's not that in this case it's selling, it's just giving away for free because it's um, it can be multiplied endlessly with no loss in quality, which has not ever been the case before with things.
1: It's definitely a new aspect. So here's the thought that I just had that I'm not sure I've considered before, but let's let's take this and run with this for a couple of minutes here. Is let's say I buy a helix. Who to thunk? Um, me of all people. So this is I wouldn't have. This is admittedly strange. So imagine me buying a helix and I pay for a bunch of presets. It, then I decide. I come to my senses and I realize that Helix is not for me. It's not what I like about guitar. It doesn't provide for me what I want out of this experience. And I want to sell it. Can I sell it with the presets on board and just leave it as is and do those rights transfer? Or do I wipe the Helix entirely and uh, to factory reset and then sell it?
0: Legally. And I remember when iPods came out, I think that you're supposed to clear them because when you sell an iPod, you're supposed to clear it because you can't give that music away for, for technically free, I guess, because it's still in your library and you can still access it. There was some big court case about like about that over 10 years ago. I wonder if the same rules would apply to whatever the ruling in that ultimately was.
1: Maybe, And I, that'd be really interesting to look into. I know like, um, Go, running along the same parallel as like an ipod i know when flappy bird got huge when that became a overnight phenomenon um for those of you who is might- that
0: different than angry bird
1: no flappy bird was completely different so for those of you who don't remember what flappy bird was flappy bird was this game it was just a one tap game and every time you tap the screen the your bird would flap up a little bit and your goal was to navigate through um, like try to let go over pillars um but there's there's like a tall pillar the size of your screen and there's a gap in it. Uh, and so it's just, you're f- kind of trying to flap your way through and not crash. It's very pointless. It's definitely just nothing more than a time waster. And the developer created it just as kind of having fun. And then it overnight blew up and he got millions of downloads and he decided, you know what? that I don't want any part of this. I'm going to just pull it from the app store. So now you've got millions of people who have, Flappy Bird, this pointless program that everybody suddenly wants because that's how the internet works uh, on their devices. Nobody else can download it and there's millions more people that want to try and play it to join in on the fun. So what people started doing was they're selling their iPhones and their iPod Touches with Flappy Bird installed for a massive markup just because it had Flappy Bird.
0: That's so weird.
1: Yeah, it's super strange. Uh,
0: just, for a, just for a time... Their game
1: yeah look it up that definitely happened it was like a, it was a huge craze and it lasted like a i mean it was a flash in the pan i mean it, in a month it would started it had uh risen to fame and then it ended pretty quickly But can
0: you imagine being now so many years removed from it like being one of those people who spent a lot of money to get that stupid game nope gosh and i spent money on dumb stuff
1: same but
0: mostly clothes and a les paul
1: oh well i'm gonna ignore that and we're gonna move on like i wonder like can you just like throw up a dd500 or helix or something in like on com and say oh i'm gonna charge extra for this because it's got presets in it
0: i think it depends on if you'd be able to access those again later because i know people sell loaded pedal boards and there's no no legal issue with that right but that's obviously different than like, if you're just buying helixes, loading them up and then reselling them for a markup. I can't imagine that's super kosher. I don't know if that's illegal.
1: Well, I don't think that's sustainable. It's more just long, like for the for the guy who does have Helix or probably more common like a DD500 or a Big Sky or a Timeline that they've loaded presets up onto and then they want to sell. I
0: mean, they've, yeah, they've already paid the money for it. I mean... I, I think that the difference with the, the um, legal cases involving iPods was that people would sell old iPods, they'd upgrade their new ones, and then they could just re-upload all of those songs again. Right. So, I mean, if that's not happening, I don't know. I wish I was a lawyer. Maybe I should ask a lawyer. Maybe we should have a lawyer on the show.
1: Ooh, maybe we should. That would definitely be a, a question worth asking. So I think the conclusions I'm coming to today are... One announcing uh, releases ahead of time e- that you know are have not been released by the manufacturer, not cool, super huge buzzkill for everybody involved. And
0: I think, yeah, just treat it like a TV spoiler just because you saw this is us like before everybody else doesn't mean you should be telling everybody who dies in the next episode.
1: Uh, plot twist everyone because they're canceling the show. Just kidding.
0: Oh my god, my heart. <laughs>
1: like, like no talk. i need
0: to know i need to know how jack <laughs> yeah. died just kidding I know that was in the first no season spoilers, or whatever.
1: no spoilers um <laughs> um so that's conclusion number one conclusion number two is i think we can safely say that if you've got a preset and you're just sharing it to share it you might feel like you're doing someone a solid or like in the church circles like oh you're like you're trying to quit people for jesus and stuff but like you know like just because he paid for once i really don't think that gives you the free license to go and share with everybody that you know on your in your worship team or just other people you know in the community. I think that's a no no. I am going to I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call that uh, as far sure. as like selling pedals with uh with the presets still loaded, I that I I'm going to call that a solid gray area that needs to be looked more into. I don't think any that's like no one's going to sue you over it and I don't think that's ultimately going to be the end of the world unless you're doing it as part of like AI buy load flip kind of a scenario obviously yeah. be a little bit more suspect, but, but like, I don't, like, I I don't
0: think, that. I don't think that you're really adding to how much are you adding to the value? Are you charging more because you have all these presets because that's almost like buying a guitar and doing a bunch of modifications.
1: Or what if you just, what if you just don't even mention it, it just happens to be loaded up with stuff and you're just too lazy to go and clear it.
0: I mean, I think that's fine.
1: So I feel like there's, I feel like there's nuance to how that all works out and shakes out, but I don't think that's, Nearly as big of a deal as just like sharing out presets like candy with everybody that you know. I think that's that's really the more problematic variant of this dilemma.
0: I mean, I think every once in a while you're going to share a preset. I mean, every once in a while you're going to burn a CD or share a song with somebody. I think that there's a difference between you know being a distributor and just sharing a little bit.
1: I mean, yes and no, all at the same time
0: i feel weirder about it because i just i don't know very much about the process i don't know how much these things cost i mean you talk about stealing music and that's you know thousands of dollars a a band at least thousands of dollars spent in a studio and it's their livelihood but if it's and if it's the company and you're stealing their presets i don't think that's cool but if it's just some like somebody made a preset and was charging five bucks for it. Like,
1: well, I'm not saying like, it's just like anybody, but there's like, there's whole studios that like make presets for this kind of stuff.
0: Yeah. No, I I don't think that you should be. Yeah. If it's, if it, if it affects somebody's livelihood in any kind of way, don't smack the food out of somebody's mouth, man.
1: Yeah. That's pretty uncool. And I, especially if you're smacking the food out of my mouth, I mean, I trust me, do not get between me and my food. All right. Well, shall we call it?
0: I think we shall call it. I mean, I'm a little tired. It's kind of late.
1: It's getting there.
0: Well, good good talking. Um, Thanks to everyone who's listening. Um, give us a follow on the social medias. Check out our website, getoffsetpodcast.com. And until next time, I'm Emily.
1: I'm Andrew. And this has been the Get Offset Podcast.